Hi everyone, welcome to my bilingual channel and podcast, A New Wind en Vent Nouveau in French. I am your host and my name is Marguerite. Today is going to be genuine. Uh, my next guest is a young woman, a social entrepreneur, a university professor and a global shaper of the World Economic Forum. I am extremely proud and honored to welcome Grace Ihejiamezu, one of the finest young African elite of my generation. At 29 years old, Grace is already an accomplished woman. She has a master's degree, has created two organizations, and written a book. Thank you so much for being here today, Grace, and welcome to our podcast. Thank you very much, Marguerite. I'm uh, pleased to be here. Grace Ehejamiesu is the founder of the Opportunity Desk, created in 2012. The Opportunity Desk is an online is the largest online platform where 1.5 million of young people from all over the world, but mostly from Africa, yearly connect through to get relevant global education opportunities to apply for. She is also the founder of iCapture Center for Development in Calabar, Nigeria. The center educates out-of-school young people and empowers them to face self-growth and professional challenges. As previously mentioned, Grace has a master's degree in rural sociology and community development. Grace represented Nigeria to the, to, to the prestigious study of the U.S. Institute for su Students Leaders in Social Entrepreneurship in 2010, where I had met her. The SUSE program is annually sponsored by the United States Department, bringing together all students, leader, leaders from Africa to the States to study social entrepreneurship. Ever since, Grace has been a regular speaker at prestigious international conferences and workshops, such as the World Economic Forum, the Youth Summit, and more. She was Nominated in 2019 as one of the 100 most influential young Nigerian. Please check out theopportunitydesk.org to learn more about her work and give support if you can. Grace is such an inspirational person. And um, I have this quote from her book that I'd like to read out loud. She said, refuse to be normal, be phenomenal. And I think that's the mindset that our uh, generations really need to go by in order to bring the change that they want to see in our communities. Why is focusing on education so important for our young nations, Grace? Thank you so much, Marguerite, uh, for that warm welcome. Uh, so yeah, education is one, for me, one of the most important investments that any nation can make in its young people because young people are the future. And the reason is very simple. Mm -hmm. Education prepares young people for life. It prepares them for work and it prepares them for responsible citizenship. So if you, so if you deny them the opportunity of education, you lose more. So the success of you know, every society is really dependent on how well it's able to maintain an educated populace over time not just one time, mm -hmm. you know. So the more knowledge we gain, the better we are, the more skills we have, the better positioned um, we, can, we, are, we are to make meaningful impacts and contributions. So education for me mm -hmm. uh, is not limited to classroom in our locality. It's, it's beyond that. Mm -hmm. We really have to seek to learn in mm -hmm. environments and spaces that are not familiar to us, you know, even if it involves traveling to a new place 
or meeting people from diverse cultures um, through online programs and things like that. So we have to find ways to broaden our minds as young people and uh, our, our nations need to also encourage that um, so that we can reach a wider world and we can make greater impact. That is so extremely true. And and I, I have in mind the World Health Organization had made a study back in 2012. Th that study was about empowering uh, women and girls to reduce the uh, to reduce the poverty gap. And in that study, they had said that um, when we limit education opportunities to young girls and women that also limit their uh, um, economic growth or the opportunity that they had to later on be self-sufficient. That's important, Grace. You're completely right. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and 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 what what are the most current difficulties students uh, experience in their educational growth? Hmm, that's a very good question. Um, so these are I'm going to answer based on my experience teaching, not just at uh, the university level, but also at the um, post secondary level as for uh, out of school youth that we work with at the after school center I capture. So um, there are mm -hmm. so many challenges, but I'll just highlight three of the ones that I feel really stand out. And I've, I have lots of uh, friends who are working around these same issues. So the first is that there are many students with special needs, uh, whether they are physical disabilities or mental disabilities, but unfortunately our curriculum mm -hmm does not cater for children with disabilities, especially those that struggle with reading and comprehension. Um, so that's one, mm -hmm. one of the uh, current difficulties that students are facing. So the second one is that we have many students from you know, developing nations uh, who are living in poverty, mm -hmm. abject poverty, places with very limited resources, learning no learning materials, uh, limited access to opportunities. And so they struggle with completing assignments, they struggle with submitting their homeworks in time, they struggle with staying focused mm -hmm. in class. There are several issues, even, even down to um, mm -hmm. girls who uh, do not, are not fully aware of, of how their body works and uh, maybe their mm -hmm. menstrual hygiene. And you know, because of that, they, are, they stay away from school. Or for those who are bullied at mm -hmm. home or are constantly abused, you know, and the only option is for them to run away. So there are all these difficulties that students face just being in environments that are not inspiring, environments that are not supportive. Mm -hmm. And finally, another difficulty is um, is the issue of having no teachers and in some cases untrained teachers. You know, so there's mm -hmm. places where um, we lack good teachers. I mean, not just teachers, but mm -hmm. good teachers, teachers that really know what they're doing, teachers that actually show up in class and not just stay on the payroll or, you know, do whatever they like and then students suffer for it. So we have that issue with mm -hmm. just qualified teachers. So for students to experience educational growth, they need good teachers. Many of our educational systems don't pay enough attention to, to the kind of people they bring to our classrooms to teach. So we need to create mm -hmm. an effective and sustainable education system that addresses the needs of the future. And I believe that young people have a role to play. Wow, that is really sad to hear, honestly. And it's, it is certainly a, a, lot, a, a great reality for a lot of students. It really is. It saddens me to hear that. But hey, hopefully there are solutions, and I know that you're part of the solution as well. And uh, I would invite uh, again um, uh, the um, 
I would invite all these because we generally uh, have entrepreneurs coming up just like you, Grace, and talk about I would talk about uh, their subjects. I would also recommend all the people who listen to us right now to check out the opportunitydesk.org. It's a really great resource, whether you are a student. I am certain that all of us, every single one of us know at least one student. So opportunity opportunitydesk.org is a great resource where any students and anyone interested in further developing their knowledge can go and access global education opportunities. You can apply to universities. You can you can see uh, job opportunities in your field or other fields you may be interested on. It really is a great resource, and I absolutely enjoyed going through that website, theopportunitydesk.org. Did you choose to work with the youth in developing their capacities? Okay. So, um, first, I love young people. And I think I'm a, I'm a young person myself, not I think, <laughs> you know, by, by age and <laughs> at heart, you know. So the last decade of my life has been dedicated to working uh, with young people. And I've also been dedicated mm-hmm. to youth work. And the one thing I have found is that young people are the drivers of change. And um, I am very committed to working to ensure that they develop capacity, leadership capacity. Um, uh, team management capacity, all kinds of uh, knowledge and skills that they need to thrive, uh, because I believe that they are the future. Like I said earlier, and and also their energy, their creativity, their enthusiasm, are uh, the things that we really need. And if they are properly channeled, then they can bring meaningful changes and transformation to our society. Mm-hmm. It is true. It is true. It's it's a very sensitive age, and. Um, I'm, I am so glad that you focus on that because that's where um, everything everything goes through, like we said, puberty. And that's a very critical time where you can definitely shape the personality and also bring that person to become a, a responsible adult and a productive adult in any society. And... Um, yeah, and I can I can see with you that as a young African, um, you you do amazing things. And I'm going to ask you. This is a cr- tricky question, Grace. Are young African capable of positively impacting our societies? Yes, of course. <laughs> uh, young Africans have the capacity to create um, positive ch- changes in their communities, and those changes Hello, can then in turn transform our societies. So every day, I get the chance to speak with one young person from across the world, or even um, from the city where I live, whether it's in the university environment or at our after-school center for development, and I, I realized mm-hmm. that. Um, they have le- some of them have little to no support, but you can see through their eyes the passion and hunger mm-hmm. for change. So, because I, I guess also that the myriad of uh, problems in Africa, as well as the increasing number of people who have achieved success despite those challenges, are more than enough motivation for anyone in Africa to rise up and take responsibility. You know, and just take action to solve problems. Because when you see successful entrepreneurs, when you see um, someone in the academia who is making it despite um, maybe low pay, low wages, despite corruption, despite issues that already exist in our, in our continent, you see that it inspires you because if this person can do it, then you can do it as well. So I believe that young Africans have the capacity, we have the energy, we have the, we have the drive, we have the, um, we have the enthusiasm, and those are some of the key things that are needed 
um, in driving change because if you, you if you need to be passionate about something to even want to do do that and when you start mm-hmm. despite the challenges you need you need that passion to sustain you know your commitment to that process and of course beyond pa- passion um, you need that ability to connect with other people leverage networks to get what you want and I think that young people also have um, that ability to do the ability to do that they have the ability to learn. This journey of change making is one that brings you to the place where you learn. So, if you're an older person, you find that you're not, um, you're not, you don't have the time, or you're just you don't have the ability to uh, learn from other people uh, what process mm-hmm. to take, what steps to take next, you know, and all that. But young people have the time. Young people have the humility, and they are very well engaged, and they're able to follow through this process to make change happen. Mm-hmm. That is so, so right. And uh, that brings me to your book. I, I enjoyed so much reading this book. And um, the book is Go Global with Opportunities. And of course, mm-hmm. Grace Ihejamezu is the author. And congra- congratulations on this book. It, I was so proud when I was reading it. And I was... <laughs> And I really, really loved, uh, you know, at the end of every chapter, you summarizes what that chapter was about. And people like me, we need that <laughs> because when you read halfway, you kind of, you don't always remember what that was about. And like in some pages, or maybe yeah. if you pick up the book one week later for slow readers, and then you go back reading the sum- the summary that you've done at the end of each chapter. And then that kind of compelled mm-hmm. me to go back to a specific point that I really enjoyed reading. And I'm like, okay, I want to read this one more time. You did an awesome mm-hmm. job with this book. And um, I love reading. I read all the time. You really, really did. You can pat yourself on the back. You really, really did. <laughs> and... Um, and you've designed it with testimonies inside for the young of our generation because we, we you know, the way we have those Facebook feeds and people, to, you really write, wrote, wrote this book for the young people. And I know I kind of responds to my own question. <laughs> so who is your target audience for this book, Go Global with Opportunities? Uh, okay. So thank you, first of all. I'm glad you enjoyed it. Um, the book is actually for young people everywhere who are just hungry for change, who are seeking opportunities to develop themselves, you know, to make meaningful contributions to their communities and for a greater impact in the world. So what the book does is to arm them with the right knowledge, the strategies, basically step-by-step process that will prepare mm-hmm. them to go from local to global influencers and change makers. So yeah, every young person everywhere, this, um, regardless of their status, their background, their mm-hmm. age, is um, uh, invited to read this book. It's really for them. And I found that the book is also very helpful for not just young people, but older um, people uh, who are who are still mm-hmm. for certain opportunities, but then uh, missed it when they were young and are looking for, you know, just like uh, models or strategies that can help them to, you know, uh, win mm-hmm. these opportunities or at least let access them, leverage them. So the book is also very helpful. Mm-hmm. It really just holds you by the hand and takes you through the technicalities of um, finding opportunities, applying for them and um, leveraging them mm-hmm. for own personal, personal development and growth. And I'm not going to spoil the book, but I, I'll say this. Uh, it not only it, it explains very well in, in, in a 
in a great verbiage that uh, what is global opportunities and how you can go global. It also gives values. I adore that part because uh, when we're young, it is always easy. And, and you, you said it in the book. It is always easy to think that we have time and then we can do whatever. And I love that this book gives values. It refocuses the person, the person, not just the student or the young, per, the young uh, reader. It really uh, refocuses you into uh, the, the, the life long lasting lessons or behaviors that you need to grow in order to be a successful person and a human being, a decent human being. Thank you for this book, Grace. It's awesome. Thank you. So <laughs> I loved it. I honestly did. I cannot, I cannot recommend it enough. And I'll be, and the link, uh, this book is also available on Amazon. The name of the book is Go Global with Opportunities. I will add the link on the description of this episode that can take you right to Amazon where you can get your sample. All right. So uh, can you, I, I knew like, uh, all right. So I'm going to go back to your organizations because you, you did a wonderful job by not only creating the Opportunity Desk, but you also create the iCapture Networks, mm -hmm. uh, which is a center to assist out of school uh, students, young uh, people, and help them uh, get some, some um, uh, uh, how am I, I going to say that? Right. Just get some insights and some structure to uh, to develop their uh, their learning or personal growth as well. So can you share some of your success stories through your organizations? Uh, sure. So uh, let me just start with Opportunity Desk. Udi um, has reached millions of people across the world um, in the last nine years of our existence. Uh, through the digital platform that shares relevant, timely information about global programs and opportunities that people can apply to. So we have also supported change makers across the world with small grants, mentoring, um, media recognition, and this has helped to amplify their work. So um, the success of OD is not is not one that I can I can even share in a few minutes. It's enormous, and I'm mm -hmm. so proud of the work we've done there. Um, I am also uh, incredibly proud of the work we are doing at um, iCapture Center for Development at the local level. So it's an organization I started um, uh, 10 years ago, 2011, to empower mm -hmm. people, especially out of school youth. And Margaret, this was when we attended the SUSI program. So iCapture started as a project that was born during the SUSI program in the US. So Mm. I go back home, I, I, I launched it, and then three years later, I, I turned it into the social enterprise that it is now it is now known as. So what we've been doing is um, empowering young people, especially out-of-school youth, giving them a mm -hmm. quality education, learning opportunities, growth opportunities, and we have reached more than 6,000 young people through, through those in-school and after-school programs. Um, our beneficiaries mm -hmm. have actually gone on to establish their own businesses. Some have created mm -hmm. social impact projects you know that are changing the game and um, we have many of our students in schools abroad studying on scholarships while others are just simply pursuing their dreams uh, but most notably in 2015 um, I, I mentored a group of five young girls from our center uh, 
lot of mobile app and that mobile app was to solve the problem of improper waste disposal. So they emerged um wow. yeah, they emerged technovation world pit champions in the senior category. And as at the time, they were wow. the first ever from Nigeria, first ever from Africa to win the, the competition. Um so their victory really inspired more students who joined the program and performed excellently. So mm-hmm. for two for two consecutive years between 2017 and, and 2018, um, two of our mm-hmm. students and alumni were also named um, global team leaders by Three Dot Dash. Mm-hmm. So, and they were the first Nigerians to win the award. So, for two consecutive years, we had the winner wow. from Nigeria and they were from iCapture. So, who would have thought that a small organization in um, in, in non-metropolitan city in such a country mm-hmm. as Nigeria would have, you know, a crop of young a crop of young people that can really make global impact and put the name of the country um, out there on a global scale. So they represented Nigeria in, at the summit in New York, and I know what mm-hmm. I know what that did for them. So many others have gone on to many of our students have gone on to receive local, international recognitions for their work, and we're expecting even more successes in the future. I, I started this organization to provide young people with quality education and opportunities. Mm-hmm. To, to transition from education to employment or entrepreneurship. And I can factually mm-hmm. say that the organization is fulfilling that mission. And we are just wow. more, yeah. This is extremely uh, fulfilling as a person <clears throat> and rewarding for you, right? <laughs> yeah, it is. <laughs> it is good, Grace. Grace, you know, this is awesome. This when you want great. to give up, you just remember the, oh the, the success. I am so, so impressed. And You're then, doing a great job. Yeah. <laughs> So, um, well, like, um, I'm thinking, um, how can, how can I, how can I volunteer with you? I I think uh, I'd like to, I'd like to participate in your program. And I'm thinking a lot of people can, can, can look through your organization and say, oh my gosh, she's helping. And I do want to help too, but a lot of people don't also know how to help. So if, if I'm, I'm sincerely asking you, if I'd like to, I would like to participate or give, you know, volunteer in your program in any capacity that, um, that can be, how can I go with that? That, that would be amazing. So we are currently building our online academy, especially with COVID. We are now, uh, deliberately creating this digital platform that young people across Nigeria and Africa mm-hmm. can access some uh, learning resources uh, and, and mm-hmm. mentors. So we would love for people like you to come on board as mentors, as um, uh, supporting the work that we're doing, helping young people to answer their questions and really just being able to guide them. And of course, uh, to help facilitate some of the sessions because if they are listening to people um, who who are are you know like all over the world who are from different backgrounds from themselves? It just really opens up their minds to possibilities. Uh, uh, Marguerite, mm-hmm. I know you are African, but then you are in the US. You're doing so well, and um, people want to know like how can they also uh, maybe be mm-hmm. like you, and how can they also make impact no matter what, what their location is. So yes, you can come on board as a facilitator. You can come on board as a mentor, I, I- and if you I'll email you after this. <laughs> All right, cool. No, I'm doing it. I'm I'm seriously going to do it. I want to come on board. I want to be a mentor. 
Mm-hmm. And if if there is anything I can say or do mm-hmm. that, because um, um, initiatives like yours, they really deserve all of us to help. I mean, not help. I'm sure I'm going to learn a lot from them. I'm, I'm kind of, I'm there to learn too, right? So, well, we'll keep on doing it. And um, I'm going to, I'm going to keep on talking about the Opportunity Desk, the Eye Capture Center, and I'll add, we're going to, I would like to work with you in, in making the opportunity desk. If you, you know, bring my contribution to, to eye capture or opportunity desk and All hopefully. Right. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you for the opportunity. And um, what, what can you say as an entrepreneur, what are some of your most valuable learning experiences or, and teaching? Cause you're also a teacher. <laughs> mm. Okay. So three, three that come to mind very quickly. Um, the first one is really to be resilient. Um, I find that this is something that is so important to me in the work that I do. I, I see a lot of people start things and it, it doesn't survive beyond one year, two years, sometimes five years. And you ask why is because they had maybe issues with funding or uh, resistance from the community or um, other kinds of problems that could have been easily resolved. So apart from saying, oh, this model doesn't work, we want to do it in a better way, there are people who just outrightly quit, you know, in the face of challenges. So I have learned to be resilient. Mm-hmm. Doing business is tough. Working with people is also tough. I mean, it's one of the most difficult things. I had to buy a book on managing people, you know, just to be able to know how to manage team members, emotions, expectations, and all of that. So I I would say that Mm -hmm. one of the most valuable lessons is resilience. And uh, secondly, not, I have learned not to rely on donors for funding. I learned this Mm -hmm. early, especially after our SUSI, um, uh, program uh, in Connecticut. Mm-hmm. Um, I learned more about mm-hmm. social entrepreneurship, and this really got me thinking about how to make this venture really not just profitable but sustainable, so that we are able to generate our own revenue and use that to sustain the work that we are doing. So there were t- there are times when you don't get sales, um, you don't get donations, grants are not coming in. Mm-hmm. You're just kind of stuck. I've seen I've seen some of my friends who run organizations like mine get stuck at that point. So I've learned to you know diversify my my income streams, find ways to mm-hmm. to, to generate funding so that we keep the project and the vision alive. And then of course, mm-hmm. thinking really creatively and innovatively of uh, of other ways to leverage resources to do what you want. So now, for example, with COVID-19, you see that there's no need mm-hmm. to pay for classroom or, or, or training spaces. Everything can happen mm-hmm. online, you know, or there are people, partners, organizations that can give you in-kind gifts, services, and things like that. So leveraging on those kind of resources, leveraging on communities, re- leveraging on networks, just so that you're not, your, your organization is not reliant on donors for funding. is one of the key lessons mm-hmm. that I've learned. And finally, mm-hmm. I've learned that this journey of entrepreneurship, teaching, whatever it is you're doing, whatever your career path is, is really just a journey. Um, because it's a journey, you have to enjoy it. You, you're most likely not able to see the end of it, but at least you're in it right now and you know where you started from. So the, the only thing you can do is to enjoy the process, uh, take care of yourself, mm-hmm. and of course, most importantly, mm-hmm. build a system that can function effectively without you so that whether you're there or not, 
um, things can still run very smoothly and people feel like they're part of the process. And it really just helps you as a person to grow um, differently from the organization. Yeah. That's important. That's really key. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right. So, so um, go ahead. <laughs> yeah. So being resilient, yeah, totally. uh, mm-hmm. finding your income streams and just um, seeing this as a journey and building a system that works. These are some of the key lessons that I've learned in this, in, in my journey as an entrepreneur. Okay, that's those are all valuable lessons. And uh, what can you tell tell us a bit more? Um, tell us more about your book. What inspired you to write the book? Its progress, successes, and challenges right now. Hmm. Okay. So, um, <laughs> work, yeah, because of my work with Opportunity Desk, um, I've had. I, I mean, almost every day we receive questions from people. Yeah, they come as comments, emails. You know, people just asking random questions around how can we apply this? What does it mean to write or prepare a CV? Uh, what does it mean to have like a personal statement? What sh- what are the tips for my scholarship application? Um, what if I'm too old to apply? Blah, blah, blah. There's so many questions like that that we get on a daily basis that really got me thinking about just putting together a material that can help people answer all their questions. And beyond those questions, I also see that a lot of young people are are clueless as to um, the right steps to take and the right way to do things. So that inspired me to write the book. Um, even at the time, I wasn't ready to. I just had to because I knew that the world needed that that book at that time. So the book has um, mm-hmm. the book honestly has enjoyed more success than I anticipated than I I even imagined. You know, so we've reached Good. thousand. I told you it's a great book. It's <laughs> an awesome book. Yes. I mean, I haven't even invested heavily in marketing, but just putting it out there and people reading, they see so much value that they are able to tell their friends, recommend it to different networks. So the book has reached thousands of people across the world. We've sold nearly 4,000 mm-hmm. copies. And I know that 4,000 mm-hmm. sounds small for maybe big authors, but in Nigeria where books are not, um, books and authors are not like uh, so, so celebrated and people, people aren't really reading all the time, you know, but it's mm-hmm. a huge success for an upcoming author like myself or someone who has just written a book on a subject matter like like mine. So having more than, I mean, nearly 4,000 copies sold for me is a huge success. And I have also received positive feedback from people that I do not know. Uh, we currently have plans to translate the book into several languages and to also publish an audio version Um as well as a braille version for people with disabilities. So we're very hopeful that uh, when these versions of the books are out, then we can reach even more people. And, oh, yeah, there, uh, there's an online course on the way as well. <laughs> so the online course is going to be around the book topic of accessing global opportunities. Uh, we trust that the course would help answer even more emerging questions that were not covered in the book. That's pretty good. And um, well, reading, I perfectly understand the, uh, when you speak about reading, it's not, it's, it's a lot, it's a work in progress in Africa. We need to do a lot of, uh, how can I say that? A lot of uh, teaching in order to sell books in Africa. It's just a reality. It's not too anchored in our cultures. And I do celebrate uh, the, um, 
you how many you had sold in your uh for your book it's really good four thousand is not a small success it's four thousand people plus me that you had touched with your book it's a lot it's really a lot I don't think any all of us can say we've touched four thousand people and we're able to to help them guide them give them counsels on how to go global or how to do any other topics it's incredible keep keep it up and um who um all right so i think we've reached the end of the uh, the interview and now we're just gonna go on lighter topics and um may i ask you grace who would you like to hear in our podcast <laughs> did i even think about that well i think i would like to hear chimamanda adichie if you can reach her please do <laughs> I'm kidding. I will. Hold on. Hold on. Give give me say that. Say, okay, I'm gonna I'm, I'm gonna do it later on. I'll say I'll email you and then ask you. Can can you? Uh, what's her name again? Chimamanda Adichie. Chimamanda. Tapping it down. Okay. She's one of the most celebrated authors in the world. She's Nigerian, but she's based in the U.S. She's written really um, award-winning books and. Um, it would be nice to hear her on this show, you know, just sharing about her successes, her experiences, and I, I guess to be really inspiring. Okay. I'll do my best. Okay. <laughs> I'll do my best. <laughs> Ian, um, what is your favorite book? Is there a book that you've read a long time ago or something that you've read recently that you really enjoyed and you'd like to share with us? Actually, my favorite book is The Bible. <laughs> I feel like everything I need is in there. Um, but then coming back home to what I'm currently reading, uh, I'm enjoying the books on writing style of C.S. Lewis. Uh, so my I, my friend has been, a friend of mine has been um, talking to me about C.S. Lewis and I really, really enjoy his books, um, especially the one on make Christianity. And he has a couple of that's mm-hmm. just touching on very, very serious issues in, in our societies. So, yeah. Mm-hmm. His books are fortunately are available online. They're even available on YouTube, the audio version. So I, I, I encourage anyone who is interested in just hearing the um, or, or understanding the perspective of a man who was once atheist but became Christian mm-hmm. and understanding what mm-hmm. his take is on issues like uh, sexuality, love, money, and various things in, that affect us as human beings, then you should look out for some of his books. Mm-hmm. C.S. Lewis, yeah. C.S. Lewis. Okay. And who's your favorite artist? <sighs> My favorite artist. So I, I used to... It's hard. It's a hard question, I find it to be. Yeah, it's a very hard question because there are like so many people that I like, you know. But I love I love um, Asha. Oh, yeah. I love her style of music. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm a huge fan. So every now and then I listen to her song. Uh, yeah. Yeah, I like him too, the R&B singer. I think he was he was our generation. Mm-hmm. And yeah, I, I'm not sure though if he's still doing, uh, releasing new stuff. I haven't heard from him like anything oh, new for Asha. a while. I mean, Asha, the, the lady, she's Nigerian as well. She she sings like uh, jammed, like jazz kind oh, of music. Good. Yeah, right, it's really good. Asha, um, how do you spell the name? A-S-A. Asha. <laughs> Okay, I'm gonna check her out. Okay, cool. 
All right. So I will invite you to listen to my next. Um, I do like a discovery for African music, mm-hmm. and I have a Nigerian singer next time. Actually, it should be coming out in, in a couple of days. And I found a great Nigerian singer that I really, really adore. And I'm like, okay, I'm going to talk about you for 10 minutes. <laughs> so um, we've reached the end, Grace. And I really thank you. Thank you so much for, for taking the time to join me at A New Wind and Von Nouveau. It's been great. Thank you so much. And, uh, and we're going to keep on talking, you and I doing more Happy stuff together right thank you for having me <laughs> yeah awesome it's, yeah and well done this is such an amazing initiative um i love it using um this platform to really just um, engage with people i thank you all for making it this long with a new wind of a nouveau uh please stay tuned for more about africa and uh, talk to you soon bye-bye a bientot